It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. Surrounded by our three small dogs. Let's see if we can get through this one without any interruptions. I'm not optimistic. But I'm excited because I had to remind Jason that we have not done a football podcast in quite a while. And he had to actually go back and count to make sure that I was um, not wrong. And so we're doing football, football. There's lots going on with football. So are you ready? I've always been ready, Shelby. Okay. Got some hard hitting questions that you wrote that you're gonna answer. <laughs> That's generally how this works, yes. <laughs> Just in case anyone wasn't sure, I don't write all of these, but anyway. Okay, Arizona received a commitment from offensive lineman Elijah Payne on Tuesday. What can you tell us about him? Uh, he's a big boy. 6'7", 285 pounds, and he's a guy where he really did well in the camp circuit. Um, he's a guy where, you know, 24-7 saw him at a camp circuit, and he's one of those guys that uh, passes it the test right off the, the bus, as we say. You know, he's, it's all bus team. And so when he gets off the bus, you go, oh, crap, that's, that's what they're supposed to look like. And he's that guy, um, tough. You know, feet are, are pretty good, maybe a little inconsistent in that area. We'll need to get coached up in terms of that and standing upright. But uh, he's a guy that has a ton of poten- potential. Uh, one of Arizona's uh, more highly rated commits, had offers, legit offers from other Pac-12 schools. And a lot of times that's what you look like. I know, look for, I know people like the under the radar type of guys and that's cool and all, but... Um, you know, when you look at a guy like Elijah Payne and he's got offers from a bunch of, you know, other schools, Pac-12 schools and things like that, it, it, it shows, you know, he's good, right? And, and so at least he's well-regarded. And uh, this is a guy that Arizona, he was on campus, Arizona's been recruiting him, and uh, it, it paid off with a kind of a surprise commitment, not in the sense that they weren't going to get him, but the timing kind of came out of nowhere. But he's a guy the coaching staff really wanted. Uh, was one of the top priorities on the offensive line because he's a mean streak. And that's the thing that um, Arizona really has been prioritizing with his offensive line. I've, I talked to, you know, coaches that have analyzed the current state of the offensive line, and it's not that it's they feel that it's bad, but one thing they want to improve is the overall toughness. Uh, they want MFers. I'm not going to say the word. This is a family podcast, Shelby. Oh, please. I know you curse a lot, but um, <laughs> that's what they want. That's the type of guy... You win the battle in the trenches, and, and they feel that pain is the way to go. Ooh, that was good. I like pain. that. You can win with pain in the trench. Also, isn't football, um, they say football is the game of inches. Yes. Right? Yes. you got to go inch by inch in that trench. And the less inches you have, the, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay, why not, we're this family show. You just said this is a family right. show. Okay. I was going to do something with pain and inches, but it didn't work Are out. Are you done with that question? Yes. Okay. It pains me to say. Okay. There we go. <laughs> We're going to inch forward with our next wow. question. 
There has been some concern with offensive line recruiting in general. This has been a theme in previous football podcasts. It's exhausting. But yes. are these concerns <laughs> warranted, Jason? I feel like I talk about this every football podcast, but gosh darn it, we're going to keep talking about it because it was funny. There was a big thread on Wildcat Authority about offensive line recruiting and how bad it was, and then boom, the kid commits like 20 minutes later. Uh, yes and no. So let's just talk about the overall state of the offensive line. Arizona in the offseason brought in uh, a few guys. Uh, you know, to, the dogs are fighting. That only took like 10 minutes. But brought in... Um, you know, Davis Duvall got him eligible. He has quit the team. Oh. Uh, there are some medical issues, I suppose, is from what I've heard, but I, I've heard that it's more than that. And uh, it, let's just say it wasn't a great fit. Uh, Joe Borhan is a, a guy that came in. He's not a lost cause by any means, but he's got a lot of work to do. Jack Buford, they brought in as a transfer that was going to have to redshirt. He's off the team, more of Arizona's choice from what I understand. So right there, you've kind of struck out, at least right. in the early going. Now, they did get Jonas Abanea, the freshman from Hawaii, who's going to start right away. So if we're going to knock Arizona's offensive line recruiting, we also have to compliment it, right? Like, Sabanea is a guy that's going to wind up being an NFL player. I truly believe he's that good of an offensive lineman, and when by the time he leaves Arizona, he will be one of the better linemen in the Pac-12 in the country. I, I truly believe that. Uh, overall, you know, it, it goes back to what we've said in other podcasts. Arizona puts a lot of the offensive line blame on the quarterback situation last season. If the quarterback hangs onto the ball for too long, there's only so much that the offensive line can do. And you take a look at Gunnar Cruz, I think we can all agree he held onto the ball too long. Will Plummer made bad reads. Really, I, I don't want to go quarterback by quarterback. It was really bad. So the assumption is that Jaden Delora and even Noah Fafita will come in and just run the offense better in a, in a big, big way. And when they do that, the offensive line is going to look better. It could be wrong. You know, it, it is a gamble. It absolutely could be wrong or it could be right and the coaches look really smart. They do believe that while the offensive line isn't dominant, it is better than it showed last season. Uh, you know, Arizona's headed in the right direction. I think they're going to have a nice offensive line class. They are a little pickier with the offensive line than other positions, it feels like. It could be that they just don't think you need as many offensive linemen as other skill positions or defensive positions, things like that. So Because it, it does feel like they're a little bit pickier. But I do believe that Arizona will wind up with a pretty strong offensive line class and kind of calm down uh, the whispers of disappointment surrounding Brennan Carroll's recruiting. All right. Well, so, you know, there are some legit concerns i'm hearing but i don't know that guy that we got is huge so he should be good right out of the gate painfully huge pain we're going back to that okay well next question another commitment since we last had a football podcast which was a million years ago is mission it was like two weeks ago no it wasn't it was longer than that well i'm sorry Shelby. by the end of this podcast you need to look up the last football podcast it was it was like three no. podcasts ago it was not. It was longer than that. Four podcasts. It was many inches ago. Holy crap. <laughs> okay, I'm going to rewind. Another commitment since we last had a football podcast is Mission Viejo wide receiver Jackson Holman. Thoughts on the pickup for the Wildcats? You call him a wide receiver. Some schools call him a tight end. I call him both. An athlete. And you know how I feel about tight ends. Anyway, so what... <laughs> Jesus. We're all getting fired. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, Holman is 6'3", so he's a big boy. He blocks well. He plays tight end wide receiver for Mission Viejo. You could play him as a tight end that goes and catches passes. You could line him out wide, um, kind of like a Keon Burnett, what Arizona's going to do with him as an H-back type. He's too big for corners to cover, um, but he's also got pretty legitimate, solid speed. He, he's another guy, you know, I, when, when I look at, let's say he's a tight end slash, you know, big wide receiver. Well, when you think of Pac-12 and tight ends, what couple teams do you think of? Let's see. I'm putting you on the test. Utah would be one. Right. And Stanford. Right. That's yeah. cool. Washington's probably up there. But Utah right now has two of the best tight ends in the country. Well, Utah offered them. He chose Arizona over Utah. Nice. In my opinion, if you're choosing Arizona over Utah, like Utah's one of your finalists and they'll take your commitment, that's a legit pickup for Arizona because Utah knows what they're doing with recruiting and especially evaluation. They may not finish with top 10 classes every year, but their evaluation, especially with tight ends, is obviously really good. Holman fits into what Arizona's offense wants to do because, like I said, he's too big and too strong for corners to cover him, and he's too fast, you know, it, it, safeties. It's, it's, he is a mismatch type of guy, and that's what Arizona wants. So I like the pickup a lot. I'm a big fan of bigger wide receivers. You know, we look back at the days of, like, Rich Rod and, you know, even the early Sumlin with, you know, Arizona's wide receivers were 5'9", and it's just not going to work anymore. And so I like having the occasional bigger wide receivers like Jed Fish is going to, and you create a lot of mismatches that way. So I, I like the pickup quite a bit. Obviously a smart kid. Um, actually, he had an offer from Vanderbilt as well, but no one wants to go to Vanderbilt. Hey, I have a cousin that goes to Vanderbilt. Right, no one wants to go to Vanderbilt. Your cousin probably doesn't want to go. Mm. She well, she's got sports. a full ride for like chemical yeah. engineering or and something. And she plays the flute. So she plays the bassoon. Yeah, that's not football. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Now I got the bassoon stuck in my head. I was coming up with another inches joke. Like the bassoon is just inches away from being a football. Anyway, no, it is not. It's well, do you know what a bassoon? Vanderbilt looks blows like? that both. Get it? Oh, Give me that. Yeah, that Give me good, that. You blow bassoon. I play, play clarinet. No, but a bassoon, do you blow a bassoon? Or it is, is it like a reed a... instrument, so you do blow into the reed instrument. Thank you. There I you am go. an instrumental man. Um, anyway, so yeah, I like the pickup, and uh, I think, you know, he's the type of guy that has the body physically to be able to contribute sooner than later once he reaches campus. And I think there's something to be said, and Jed Fish is right on this, you land guys from really good high schools. Mission Viejo knows how to play football. It is a legitimate high school program. I like it a lot. Tough-minded kids. Those are the type of programs you want when you're rebuilding a program. Uh, so that's, that's a positive step in the right direction. Great. I like it. All right. Next question, number four. In terms of recruiting, where does Arizona stand right now as far as what is next? Yeah, so the board keeps asking me about silent commitments. And here's the deal. Silent commitments to me, I'm going a little rant here. I hate them. I can't stand them. I know why if you're a school, you accept silent commitments because why wouldn't you? But to me, I've always wondered if you're truly committed to a school, why are you keeping it a secret? Well, Arizona has three of them right now. And they're all three pretty high priorities. I would say one of them would probably be the best member of the class, if not close to it. Now, in that side, there's a huge strike of lightning. I think we're all going to die before this podcast then. But I'll get it in just in case. Anyway... Um, my life is within inches. Uh, <laughs> God. You saw it flash before your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Inches. Inches away from death with lightning. Anyway, 
Uh, I don't like the idea of silent commits because what happens is these kids take visits and then before you know it, they're not committed anymore. Uh, so, my famous line, with that being said, if you're Arizona, that is thunder in the background. If you're Arizona, you got to take these kids. If a four-star offensive lineman, I think I just gave it away, wants to commit to your school, you're not saying, nah, you got to make it public. You're saying, yeah, and then we'll kind of work out the details. Also, sometimes when you have a silent commit, there's a variety of reasons. It could be like, look, I promised this coach I would, you know, take a visit. I promised my mom I would take a visit. I promised my high school coach I would do it during the high school season to get our team some more pub. There's actually good reasons sometimes. I just don't like the idea. So keep in mind that when you look at Arizona's class, they're missing three players that are publicly listed at positions of need. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In my opinion, right? So those could become public whenever. Um, Arizona is still trying to prioritize the line. Uh, the offensive line is still going to remain a priority. I think Arizona lands at least a couple more. Right now, it's, gonna, it's kind of a quiet time until visits start back up during the season. Uh, but Arizona's trajectory overall, uh, they're fine. I know that some people have said the class isn't as good as maybe it was last year. That's, bull that's BS. And the reality is, last year was remarkable. Arizona's, I mean, you're talking top 25 challenging, you know. And, and there's guys that Arizona's in on, and there's going to be a waiting game. And remember, the scholarship limits aren't really there like they used to be. But Arizona's recruiting fine. And um, if you're wondering when the next commitment is going to be, I'm driving to Vegas tomorrow night yeah, we are Thursday driving night. tomorrow so i'll probably hit a dead spot around nine o'clock so figure there'll be a commitment tomorrow night perfect yeah. i hope jed fish is listening yeah because that's literally how my he's life laughing works. in the there's face been a commitment a logic. football commitment the last four times i've been to vegas that's a true story it is very good odds that it will happen again within inches within inches <laughs> All right, and finally, we might what? as well touch on you know this little story. Shelby about tried to get me to do a, Shelby tried to get me to do a whole podcast about talking about realignment. I know. I just wanted to talk about football, I guys. Said, Shelby, oh, we got to talk about the realignment. Uh. I said, Shelby, you will do as you're told. Please. Now I'm just gonna not read this. I'm gonna read it silently. Shelby, we might as well touch on a realignment. Big Twelve Media Day was on Wednesday. What did you take away from it? Um, I have no idea. I was at work, working with other people. You were who inches work. away from the computer screen <laughs> watching it, though. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, I I thought that Brett Yormark, the new Big Twelve commish starting August first, but let's be honest, he's pretty much already started, uh, was really impressive, like super impressive, dude. And I think the one thing that really stuck out to me was um, there was one BS answer where he says he doesn't pay attention to other conferences. It's like, yeah, whatever. But what basically said is, uh, my phone is open. And he didn't deny going for Pac-12 schools. Like, he didn't do the whole, we can't talk about that. Or he basically said, oh, no, we're, we're vetting. He, he didn't use the word vetting, but he said, we're vetting all these schools. Now, he did kind of create a timeline where he said, look, I'm going to start on August 1st. I'm going to research, come back in 30, 60 days. So the timeline has kind of gotten longer. I think where we're at now is, how long is ESPN going to take to get these numbers? The 30-day window off the top of my head 
I believe I, I looked at this earlier, ends on August 4th. ESPN could take all the way to August 4th to give the Pac-12 an answer. Let's say they, they could literally wait till August 4th and then give the Pac-12 just a shitty answer. Like, we're not paying you crap. Fox isn't at the table. That has not changed. They left. Now, because Fox is, at, is technically in the negotiation, they would have to completely waive their right. So let's say ESPN came back with numbers tomorrow. You would still have to wait the 30 days unless Fox says, we waive it, we're not even coming to the table. Now, a lot of this is going to depend on what ESPN does. We saw the Colorado AD was the highlight of my day because he said, we're all galvanized and we're, we want to see this thing get on the right track together. And then the next question, he literally answered, we're going to do what's best for us and that could change at any minute. Well, it's like, dude, why are you even like... Raw, raw team. Like, why are you even answering questions? You literally just contradicted yourself back to back. So, look, don't believe any of these schools that say that they're galvanized. and they, Of course they want to see the Pac-12 stick together because that would mean that they've been paid enough for the Pac-12 or 10. Let's call it the Pac-10. If, if the Pac-10 stays together, that means that it was financially smart for these schools to stay together, which means they got enough money. So yeah, they want it to stay together. The realistic part is Arizona is still looking to the Big 12. I say that with great confidence. Colorado, Utah, ASU, those are the four schools. I say it with great confidence. In fact, I will go as far to say that if Arizona could do it alone, they probably would have gone to the Big 12, like been like, you invite us, we're in. I don't know if that's happened already, um, I, they haven't agreed to it yet, but what I'm saying is like, I don't know how necessarily deep their conversations are with Arizona specifically, but there's clearly been conversations and your mark didn't say there hasn't been. So like the idea that some people are like, Oh, they're not deep discussions. Yeah, they are, man. Like it, it, you might, you might want to redefine deep and we may have different definitions, but there are definite discussions going on. It wouldn't be a surprise for me to me to see things quiet down until the end of the football season and then pick up very, very quickly. And the reason is that, let's say you're a fan of the Pac-12 and you're trying nope, to- Pac-10. Pac, whatever, Pac-12 right now. Mm-hmm. Or you're a network and you're trying to maximize your profit, right? Am I turning in, am I as interested in the Pac-12 right now if I know that six teams are done in a year? Nope. No, you're not, you're, your competitiveness is out the window. You're, you're just done. It's, it's just, it's not, you know, it's not, you can't, what are you advertising? And then you're talking about, there's like a 90%, I know this isn't the real math, but there's a really high chance, if you're talking Utah, the LA schools, right? That your conference champions in football are leaving the conference for the next two years. Like one of those teams is going to win it. And then in basketball, there's a legit, let's say Arizona announces, well, now you got Arizona, UCLA, you got the two best teams, Right. And now who the heck knows what Oregon and and Washington are going to do in that situation. So it wouldn't surprise me if it quiets down and then when football season ends, it really picks up because you have to decide after the football season. Now, again, it depends on the numbers. If ESPN comes with a stupid low number, I can see a bunch of schools saying, you know what? No, screw this. We're not waiting. We got to get out now. This is dumb. This is a waste of time. If ESPN comes with a decent number or if George says, no, you know what? ESPN number is not great, but... I'm on the phone with Apple. I'm on the phone with Amazon. Give me another month. I could see the Pac-12 doing that. But to me, it depends on the ESPN numbers. It's not a crazy rush. Uh, if it was me, I'd rush. But it's the situation where really, I mean, if the ESPN numbers are just dog shit, I could see it speeding up. But my guess is that 
we get through the football season, and then it kind of picks up right after, and it moves really fast one way or another. All right. Thank I mean, you. my fears have been alleviated. Thank you, Shelby. Even in my football podcast, I allowed this conversation to happen. I appreciate you greatly. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about this realignment. That's not true. I'm so over the Pac-10, Pac-12, Pac-8, whatever. I'm just done. Like this, If you think about how poorly managed this organization has been and continued to be, it's just mind-blowing. What has the Pac-12 done for you? If you're Arizona, why would you want to stay? You literally saw a conference have a refing system where they put a bounty on your head coach and Sean called Miller. text on purpose. That Arizona fans should have wanted to left the conference right then and there. Well, we hate them. Right? You are talking, and, and, and I know there's still people out there that are raw, raw, packed. And the ACC thing, I'd be really surprised if it happens. I haven't heard anyone legitimate say it is a real conversation. Could that change tomorrow? Yes. Is it a real deep conversation now? No. I have no desire to watch Arizona versus Oregon State at 9.30 on the Pac-12 network. When I could watch Arizona versus Baylor at 12.30 in the afternoon on my Saturday. On That'd be amazing. whatever it is, right? Big 12, CBS, Fox. CBS is, is rumored and I, I don't, someone said that I want the Big 12 because of CBS, like I'm not involved in those discussions, guys. That's above my pay grade. Basketball, USC and UCLA leave. Who's Arizona, Oregon? And then what? Yeah. Oh man, here comes Utah and Stanford. Yeah. It'll be the worst basketball team. I'm sorry, worst basketball conference in the country. Literally. The WCC will be better. The WAC. Like, I was going to say, the WAC. We the love Mountain, the WAC. The Mountain West, Mountain would, be, West. would be better. Yeah. Like you were talking awful basketball. So I'm just done. I like change. I'm not afraid of it. I know. This is the year for change. Stop Everyone's, being afraid of change. Everyone is scared of change. We just got out of COVID. Things are changing, people. The only reason people want to stay in the pack 12, 8, 7, 10 is because they're afraid of change. Yep. And I'm not. And that's why Shubby and I are here to know no, it. What does that mean? I don't know. I was going to divorce you on the podcast. Oh, okay. Just to okay. Mix it up. And then, then we'll get re back together. It'd be like right. a whole storyline. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not happening. We're, no. we're united. We are going to Vegas. Vegas trip. I'm going to see you now. <laughs> we are going to Vegas. Bless you. <laughs> I'm not even cutting it this out. This is a really professional podcast, guys. Because I'm packing and I don't want to cut it out. But we are going to Vegas for a few days. There will be at least 48 commitments. Also, I want to shout out my dog, Brody. If you remember the last podcast. Oh, Brody. I'm going to try not to cry. If you remember the last podcast, I said that he hurt his leg. Brought him to the uh, vet today, and they basically said, just by feeling the leg, that he has a torn everything in his knee. He's super skinny. They said they can't do the procedure. They're basically not able to. So he's going to see a surgeon next week, and we will go from there. Yeah. But it's pretty upsetting, Dave, in the sheer household, for me mostly, because that's my son. I don't have sons, so this that's my son. This is his baby. So... He has a torn ACL and a torn MCL. They think he has a torn ACL and a torn MCL, and they're not even sure if surgery could fix it. His legs are so damn skinny because he had parvo, and we saved his life. And Yeah, so pretty crappy. So we love our dogs. As you know, we, we mostly hear about Bianca because she's the loudest. But Brody's my guy. We're huge, huge dog people. We support Pima Animal Care Center. All of our dogs are from PAC. 
And if you do need a puppy or a dog, this is a free promo to pack. You're welcome, pack. Make sure you go and adopt, please. They need your help, especially after 4th of July. They're super full. So that's our pack promo. So with all that being said, Shelby, we're going to inch out of here, <laughs> finish packing. Like inchworms. And uh, we're going to go to Vegas. We're inching closer to vacation. It's, I mean, like, it's like a weekend. It's, you know. Yes. Yeah. It'll be fun. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bear down. Shelby, the first bet I'm making, I'm putting all my money that I own on the over two and a half win total Arizona football. What's the first bet you're making? Max bet. Yes. Penny slots. Boom. Boom. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.